Fearless. Chase. Bold. Following. Courageous. Search. I'm Aaron. And I'm Marshall. And this is Undaunted Pursuit. is good so fabulous and oh yep marshall i got your text message by the way (laughs) (laughs) we were just waiting on you (laughs) well chatting i I didn't get the uh the invite took a minute to i saw it pop up on my phone and then it popped up on uh on the computer but yeah same that's cool and so yep sorry about running late today it is it's been It's been crazy. It's been Monday. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) well, we'll get into that story here in just a minute. But everybody, (laughs) welcome back to Undaunted Pursuit. And as you heard, we have a guest this uh, this evening or um, I guess it is evening for all of us, isn't it? (laughs) It is. It is. Yeah. So we'd like to welcome Leanne Clifton. I'd like to think of her as the best-selling author. (laughs) I'd, I'd like to think that too. <laughs> Welcome, Leanne. I'm glad to have you on here. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Second time, second time is a charm. You know, you guys won't know this listening, but we had to. We had, of course, as usual with us doing this podcast, technical difficulties, and so we just have to uh, move forward. And so we. Mm-hmm. We we liked Leanne's story enough. We had to ask her back for a second time in a row, <laughs> and I appreciate it. <laughs> so, no, it's uh, we were running late. We had this weekend. We had gone out to get uh, this this room that I'm sitting in, and obviously, you see, I'm sitting on the futon now, and which we moved out of the house. Well, we had gotten this thing. It was like a little semicircle kind of a deal that we thought might fit in the corner here, but it was just too big. So after moving it around this room, trying to find a spot for it to fit, we realized it wasn't going to fit and we didn't like it. So we took it in the house to make it fit and we didn't like it there. So we like, we just said, well, let's just load it back up in the truck and see if we can't take it back. Well, he wasn't available at the time. By the time we made up our minds, um, he's (laughs) like, well, bring it by Monday. So that's what I was doing. I, I got I got off work. I had to go there and exchange it. And we ended up, we're going to do a couple of recliners, but, uh, man, it was, I was rushing. I was flying. (laughs) Not a problem on this end. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Now. And, and of course here I am in a hurry and I get stuck at the, uh, me and Marshall have talked about this, Leanne, my town that I live in right now uh, is the only stoplight in the County. (laughs) <laughs> awesome and of it's probably course. a pretty big county too isn't it yeah i think it's something like the <laughs> largest county in idaho or second largest county something like that and I'm, i can't remember the thing about it but and you got stopped by the one traffic light i know yeah <laughs> of course that happens Sweet. when you're rushing right mm-hmm. of course <laughs> it always does of course if you didn't have anywhere to go you'd have just gone right through it I know it. And it's, uh, we've entered into a new season or a new, well, so we have, we have several seasons here in Idaho and you know, they always joke that we have winter and then we have construction season, but, um, 
<laughs> I've added a couple seasons to that. You know, there's porta potty season, which makes it really nice for with you like traveling around because here they'll put porta potties out on the side of the road everywhere. So just really? for people getting out in the outdoors and for fishing and stuff like that, yeah, they put we call it porta potty season. That's normally in the springtime. Now, uh, <laughs> late summer like this, it, we get into we get into harvest and smoke season. So now it's finally starting to get smoky um, because you know these these farmers they get done harvesting and then they burn their fields almost immediately. So it just it just gets smoky, it's like crazy. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, the porta potty thing. I'm still. St- stuck on <laughs> <laughs> trying to understand that <laughs> but okay what you know it's a regional thing i guess it's so. it's pretty nice because when you when you do camp like uh what was it two weekends ago we went camping and uh it's this is the only place that i've ever lived that i can just take my motorhome out and park it on the side of the road next to the river and camp you know, so it makes it nice if you happen to pull off next to the uh, next to a porta potty. Shoot, you know, <laughs> you don't have to use the you don't have to use the bathroom inside the uh, RV. Okay, I guess that's a guy's perspective. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you go with that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so Leanne, where tell us where you're from? As we uh, we we know, because of course, I, I think we should, we're we're experts on you now. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sorry about that. But <laughs> hopefully, we get it right this time. No, yeah, it's so. <laughs> so I was born in Florida, in Central Florida, in um, the the city of Ocala. And it wasn't that big when I was born there. So, um, but yeah, so stayed there for probably about 12 years and then moved to South Carolina. And, um, and that's where I went to middle school and high school. And then, um, in the town of Union, South Carolina, and then went to the university of South Carolina where I met my husband while we were chemical engineering majors. And then we moved to Aiken. And that's where we've been for 35 years. Nice. 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 Yeah. No, we had, uh, I, I had said, was thinking earlier and we, we had, we won't bring this up, but um, too many more times, but earlier I had said that I was a little, um, what's the word I was looking for? And of course I, it was uh, nervous about it interviewing or being on a podcast with a chemical engineer and we had I, we had talked about it and um tell us a little bit what you what did you do with your chemical engineering of course we i had this thought that um you were making some mad concoctions and biochemicals and all that fun <laughs> stuff but yeah no that that was not me my husband was in <laughs> in the nuclear side of things but um now i was in environmental compliance and so i used my chemical engineering degree to work on the um the assessment and the cleanup of waste waste units like where where waste had been um disposed of or um, I also worked in the wastewater treatment field. And mm-hmm. um, so I, I did a lot of environmental compliance type um, jobs over my career. No. 
Well, that's a little. That's probably a little better than what than what I was imagining. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you were imagining. Sounds kind of fun. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, so you just you just recently retired. Then is that correct? It is. I retired in December of 2020, um, and my husband retired in December of 21. So yeah, we're. We are also in a new season of life. So um, our yeah. kids are grown and one's married, one's getting married. And so, yeah, we're, we're kind of, we're kind of moving into, into the empty nester phase. Yeah. Well, congratulations to your Thank you. other, your, your son getting married and, um, oh, something I didn't bring up earlier was of course, you know, when we get, <clears throat> we, we got these two we're not buying brand new furniture, of course, you know, but I, I kind of, I have to laugh because, um, everything now in our living room is going to be mismatched. And of course that's kind of a nod to our, uh, frugality. And, right. uh, it, I got the, to, the, the hip term is eclectic. Eclectic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I being eclectic as we are, I got to thinking about it on the way, on the way back here. Um, after getting those chairs, I was like, Oh, you know what? I was like, it, it, it you know, it's not a bad thing to have this little mismatch stuff. It kind of reminded me of you, Leanne. And what you guys like to do is, uh, upcycle. We do, we do. And this is, I mean, it kind of plays right into my, um, environmental, you know, area of expertise, because one of the things that I used to do was pollution prevention. And so, mm -hmm. you know, the whole concept of, of recycling, upcycling, using something, make, make giving it a new life. Um, it's just, I mean, it's who I am. So, um, yeah. yeah, we love to make some, something different out of something old. I mean, it's just, it's a challenge and it's, it's just fun. We just love yeah. it. I know m my wife and I have, um, made a, taken a small, uh, maybe a five or four drawer dresser broke it all the way down. And um, of course she sewed the seat to it. And uh, you know, of course a little bit of everything, but we turned it into a kid's chair. Mm -hmm. um, what's some of your little so project? We've, done? we've done something very similar um, for our son's dog. We did the, we call it the Lucy bench because he wasn't allowed on the, the real furniture. Mm. <laughs> so we made her her own bench out of a dresser. Um, we, our, our crowning achievement is the, um, the kids kitchen out of the, the big entertainment center. Um, that thing was, that was, that sweet. sounds cool. Yeah, it was, yeah, it does. was awesome. Um, we, we just all kinds of stuff like that. And we just, I find it, I mean, I am, I am that person that you see stopped on the side of the road, lugging things into the back of a truck that that's mm -hmm. me. If I see it. <laughs> And it looks like it could be useful. Yep, we're we're circling around the the block and picking it up. So, done it well, on many we, occasions. We have plenty of people around here that that do the same thing. Like there, it you know it's pretty common for you to see. You know, of course, um, we have like dump sites just scattered all mm -hmm. around town here. Mm -hmm. That if you have a lot of uh, they're just dumpsters out in the middle of nowhere. And of course, if you go out there to dump stuff, it's common to see people just kind of digging through there. Oh, they'll take trash and they'll throw the trash away, but then they'll go dumpster diving for what other kind of treasures can you find? 
Yes. <laughs> it's treasures. It is treasures and yard sales are another great treasure place so oh, yeah, yeah hmm. uh, it's kind of addictive actually when you get into it my wife and i like to go to uh antique shops we love going antiquing uh you just never know what you're gonna find in antique shops find some really neat stuff oh yeah and here's the thing about those the junkier the better because it makes the treasure hunt even that much more mm-hmm. appealing oh yeah but i definitely. always had this notion that I always had this notion that the antique shops is where you find the finished product, you know, from what, from the, from the upcycle. But then again, I guess you're right. Antique shops, you can make it, you know, I could be wrong on that. I was always, I always would steer clear of the antique shops and look at the, uh, I don't know. There was, we've lived in some areas in Tennessee that had, oh man, it was just, it was a treasure trove. It was just junk. But it was yep. awesome all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my favorite kind. That's my favorite kind. And sometimes they they'll say, you know, antique shop, but it's really like a secondhand store. But yeah, yep. it's fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah. Here recently I've been thinking about uh or so our toilet paper holder is too far away for the kids. The adults can reach it just fine. So now I'm thinking about what can I find that creates like some articulating arm that would come out from like the wall. And then, and then when you're done, you can just shove that thing back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you can yep. use your mic stand right yeah, there. So now you, you have, you your... want. Uh, I know it. it, it it's actually that would be the same concept. <laughs> yep. Yep. Challenge on. <laughs> so, Leanne, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about, man, I find it, I got to, here, here I go, Marshall, about, I'm going to yammer on a little bit. I have, oh, uh, he's yammering. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to tell you that story later, Leanne, but okay. uh, <laughs> I find it a little easier to talk when I'm actually sitting comfortably on this nice couch. <laughs> you look quite comfy. Oh man, I am, especially after as long of a day as it was, you know? And the red but, light and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's talk a little bit about your books. Now, you've uh, when did you decide to start writing? And let's get into let's let's work kind of chronologically where you started writing at, and then and then we'll work into your kind of your first book. Okay, so um, all my life I've been a reader, um, just like. I just love to read. I'm, I'm that kid that would hide, you know, the book behind the, the textbook and stuff. So, um, so, and I'd rather read than go to PE and all that kind of stuff. So always a reader, but then, um, when I was teaching, I guess it was sixth or seventh grade girls in Sunday school. Um, I was telling them all goodbye one day and asking them what all they were going to do that week. And they were telling me, and then one girl said to me, you know, I, I'm not really doing anything because I'm I don't I'm not that special, and my heart just broke in two. And I started thinking about you know how many people hear other people's stories and then think you know I, I'm not that special. And so that's when the the idea for my first book was kind of born in my brain. Mm-hmm. But it took me years before I actually um, wrote it down. Probably about ten years and. Um, so then finally, once once my kids were grown and graduated from college, um, I finally took the leap and 
and um, published my first children's book. So, oh, that's it, cool. That's amazing. It was it was a wild ride. A lot of education <laughs> that I had to gain on my own because that's not what I went to school for. Right, right. But I mean, it does help a little bit. I mean, of course, I'm sure that that going to school for chemical engineering was is no slouch as far as I mean you did you had some advanced classes in it at least I would say I would assume yeah and my mom was an English teacher so you know I had I had that you know background and as I was an engineer I was also um, a technical editor so I did read a lot Um, I was very well versed in punctuation and and grammar and all of you know the mechanics and so um it was really just learning the industry that was um that really took some some study Mm -hmm. so so then you went on to write uh novels correct and now we're we're here today talking about a three-part series of novels Mm -hmm. and from and they are all from what we've read, they are all great. I love them. And I think that I told you that I thought that maybe book two, which would be, um, well, we'll get to that. Book two is probably my favorite, I think, is what I was. But uh, so let's, the the first book in the series, let's talk about that. And from what we've read, it seems to be that you may have put a little bit of yourself in the in the characters. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. A little bit. Um, so the main character, Alex, um, she she finds herself in a in a precarious situation, and the title of the book is "All Your Heart." And when I wrote that, I kind of thought that was going it was going to be a one and done kind of thing. I would write one book, and so I named it for um, my favorite Bible verse. Proverbs mm-hmm. 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. And so um, I really wanted to highlight the the importance and the uh, helpfulness, the usefulness of trusting in God and everything that we do. And so it kind of follows Alex on not only her her physical journey, but her emotional and spiritual journeys as well. And um So, yeah, but so one of the things that Alex ends up doing is becoming an upcycler, kind of, she kind of falls into Mm -hmm. it. That wasn't her, that wasn't her plan, but God had his own plan and it, it kind of changed her plans. And so, um, so yeah, she kind of took what she was good at and, and built the life out of it. I like that. I like that. And like Mm -hmm. you said, um, it, it, you can see kind of the simulators. Now I want to, I want to kind of go back and say that it's not, they are fiction. So of course it's not all based on your life, but I, I can see the similarities, you know, that there, that there was some little intricacies uh, put in there. There were, there were. And when, when I was growing up, I grew up in a, in a home that had some, some abuse in it. And, um, physical, emotional, um, abuse. And so understanding, you know, the feelings and the, the stigma and the, the need to try to hide these things. Um, also we, we grew up in a home where, you know, we went to church, Mm -hmm. but I was never really, 
I didn't understand that that beautiful sweetness of who Jesus really was as I was growing up. And so um, I also knew other girls and women who had had gone through horrible situations and had to make horrible choices and and were still you know kind of paying the price emotionally for those choices and so um i tried to to take all of all of that information my experiences and my friends and acquaintances experiences and and kind of mishmash them together to to come out with a a beautiful ending, a happy ending and a, a mm-hmm. beautiful story. So, well, I think the story, and I'm sure Marshall can agree that I think the storyline is, uh, it's, it's captivating. It, it, it oh, yeah. drew me in, of course, reading them. And of course, and so we're going to kind of get, uh, kind of seg- use that to segue into our, uh, into your second book, ready to forgive. And of mm-hmm. course, why wouldn't we like that? It's it's about forgiveness without giving away too many details because you guys need to go and buy it and uh, and <laughs> read it for great. yourselves. <laughs> but um, I like the way the storyline goes in in that book. I like how it kind of it kind of peaks and uh, the interaction between Alex and her stepfather and. Um, and, and the way her life goes a little bit, you know, towards the middle, uh, middle to the end of the book, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that one was, was as much about learning to give forgiveness as it is about learning to accept God's forgiveness. But until we mm-hmm. can accept his forgiveness, I don't think it's possible to, to truly um, extend that forgiveness to others. And she had a lot of people in her life, Alex, the main character of the book, a lot of people to forgive. And, um, you know, through with the Lord's help and the help of all of her friends surrounding her, not only was she able to forgive others, but so were some of the people close to her. And so it really is a story of um, forgiveness and uh, mended relationships. And, and yeah, just, you know, how, how God enables us to do that when we're willing to, to lay it down. Now, from the last time we talked, Leanne, I'm going to say this, and I'm not, I, I, as, I, I don't know that I can be proud to say this, but thanks to my wife, the your your book series has reminded me a little bit about um, of uh, a Christian Gilmore Girls, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I still haven't watched. <laughs> and he's still. <laughs> I have never watched the Gilmore Girls. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of reminiscent of it. Of course, it's it, it's you writing this, and the Gilmore Girls are, Gilmore Girls are what they are. But it, it does have the same similarities, you know, uh, single mother and uh, falling in love with, um, you know, uh, another f- guy from the same town, and you know, close working relationship or. It, it follows a lot of the same things. There's a lot of similarities there. It just kind of reminded me of it. But, um, yeah, you know, for our listeners, though, if you guys are if you guys like that style, I encourage you to check out Leanne's books. I mean, because oh, yeah. they are they're, they're I they're good for, you know, all ages. Well, I mean, both probably probably teens and above teens and above. Right. Yeah. OK. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I mean, because here's the thing, 
what I wanted to make very clear in this whole series is that um, just because we're Christians and God loves us and and He's called us called us according to His purposes, and we're not immune to the problems of this world. Jesus promised us that we would not mm-hmm. be without troubles, and so I wanted to make it very clear in this series that. Christians go through hard times. We deal with yeah. difficult circumstances, but it's our response and how we how we use God's guidance to get us through those hard times that we're able to um, witness to people and, and minister to people. That's one of the things about each book that I wanted to be very clear about um, presenting the plan of salvation and having at least one character in the book to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus. And so um, these books, these books are my ministry, and and so um, I don't want to shirk that that opportunity and and shy away from it. So it's it's pretty bold in in the Christian message. And that's good. And that's something that you know, of course, what we're trying to do here. And I love that that you're using your writing skills because I mean, you are skilled at it, and to as as part of the as part of your ministry. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's something that everybody needs to hear. And of course, different people are going to uh, pick up on, you know, just like we have our listener base, you're going to have your readers and they're going to prefer one or the other. So, of course, God's created us um, differently and to receive his message in different ways. That's why we love doing this and interviewing people such as you. Yeah, it, it's cool how he works, things like that, which, you know, that kind of plays into the name of the whole series because the series is called the together for good series from, from, you know, Paul's book of Romans. And, um, Mm -hmm. and that's the name of, of a key place in the, in the whole series. And so, yeah, together for good, because God does work all things together for good, no matter Mm -hmm. what they are. Amen. So now you just, we're, we're a little past, uh, hold on a second. Uh, I'm trying to remember your new book, mm-hmm. What We Don't See, that's the title of it, um, ha- has released or is has not yet released? Not yet. It has an August 24th release date. So, okay. Um, All right. So, yeah, later this month it will be coming out, and um, I'm so excited about oh, it. Oh, boy. You know, I told you it's like you're not supposed to have a favorite kid. <laughs> I think authors are probably not supposed to have favorite books, but... This one's my favorite. Is it? Yeah. Was, that was going to be the next question. Is <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> I don't, I really, I really don't even know why, but I mean, I just, I just love how things kind of, kind of come together and, and the message that it gives. This one is based on, um, on Hebrews 11, one faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we don't see. And so mm-hmm. that's it. It's, it highlights the importance of, of faith. I've heard about that a lot lately. Um, and especially I would love to do like a comprehensive deep dive into Hebrews one of these days, you know, just because there's so much, so much depth in that book. Yeah. I, I don't know. And right now I don't really have right now. I don't really have the time to really deep dive into Hebrews, but my goodness, is it a good book? Yeah, it is. It's fabulous. From the Hall of Faith to, I mean, just the whole thing. It's just, just fabulous. Yeah. You got, you got a little froze up there, Marshall. Look like you kind of. 
Oh, there you are. Okay. Yeah. You did too there for a minute. Your, 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 your whole face kind of froze. I think it's frozen again, actually. <laughs> this good old oh, country oh. internet connections. <laughs> well, let's see here. So do you have any more books in the works right now? So I just recently started on the fourth book. And although it's going to follow the characters in the same town of Mm -hmm. Burton, South Carolina, fictional town, um, but you know, you write what you know, and I know small town South. So, um, so it will follow the same characters, but it will be from the point of view of a different character. But so the first three books um, are from the point of view of Alex. And then this next set of books which is called the Hidden Treasures series, is from the point of view of Alex's sister-in-law, Charmaine, who's kind of coming into her own and finding her place in not only um, the world, but in her career and in her um, spiritual life and in her romantic life. So, yeah, she's it's kind of her, her time to shine. Oh, that'll be nice. That'll Sounds be neat. Good. Yeah. That'll be really cool. Now, didn't you say also that you had done some work and dabbled in children's books before? Um, Yes. So the first book that I published, The Little Vessel, um, that one is a children's book. And the the whole premise of that, I kind of call, I call it kind of a modern day parable because it, it's about an artist and the, the pieces that he makes. And one day, one little bowl is sitting on um, a shelf and she's wondering why she's not beautiful or useful or sturdy or, you know, any of the things of the, of the different pieces that she sees around her. And then a little teapot convinces her, you know, you don't have to be those things. You have to be you. The artist created you to be something special. And then she's put into a kiln and she's, she undergoes a lot of heat and pressure. And um, when she comes out, she finds out what her true purpose really was. And, and yeah, the artist had made her exactly like he wanted her. And so, um, you know, just trying to, to remind people that comparison is a lie of the devil. Mm-hmm. And if we listen to that lie and, and succumb to it, it's nothing but trouble for us. And so I, I still try to remind myself of that because it's so easy to do. I mean, you think about it, every marketing campaign on TV, the radio, the internet, it's, it's a comparison based kind of thing. And so, oh yeah, yeah, we, we can't compare ourselves to others. And that, that message alone, you know, that's mm-hmm. not just good for children. But that's good for all of us, you know, not to compare. I mean, I, myself, Absolutely. I, I fall into that trap of comparing myself to, you know, coworkers or friends or whatever it may be. It's so easy to fall into that trap, into that lie. So easy. And that's what Satan wants us to do, to fall into that lie. And um, for that reason, I I have actually given the little vessel to um, to high school kids who are going off to college as a graduation gift, because I also Mm. wrote several um, like deeper dive questions at the end of it so that they can kind of look at not only what does the book say, but how does this relate to me? And it has other um, scripture verses that it points them to. And so, um, yeah, I give it to them with a nice pen and a nice journal to encourage them to continue their walk with the Lord as they, you know, head off into that next phase of life. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So 
is, is your is your husband a writer too? <laughs> no, he is not. <laughs> he is a genius with power tools, um, okay. but not much of a writer. Um, so yeah, he's he's more of the the hands on kind of kind of person. Now we do we work great together. We, you know, we can, like, if I have the vision and can, can communicate that vision and, um, he can, he's the, uh, the, the brawn behind it. And so, yeah, he, he does not, he's not much into literary kind of stuff, but, um, but yeah, that's okay. God made us all different and he has his, he has his other strengths besides writing. (laughs) So when it comes to your upselling, I'm sure I'm sure he's a great person to have around. Wonderful. We make a fabulous <laughs> team. We really do. We really do. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> the premise of all your books, now we're going to kind of, we're going to get, we'll start getting a little deep here. Um, the premise of all your books and is sanctity of life. Is yes, that correct? Yes, that is correct. And so I kind of, I kind of want to take this time, um, to, to dig a little deeper into that. And I, and while you were talking earlier, I kind of looked up, uh, Psalm 127 verse three, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. And of course, you know, you, you kind of, you kind of get into that. I may be getting ahead of myself, but, um, I kind of, I want to get into that because in your books, Alex, um, was, had a situation where she ended up becoming pregnant. And of course, had she had pregnancy, yes. Yeah, an unplanned pregnancy. And even through that situation, you know, God, there was a reason that that child was, was brought or was uh, gifted to her or that was, yes. you know, there, despite the situation, there was a reason that that child it, was to came be to born. Be. Yeah. came to be absolutely exactly yes yes and yeah and you know sanctity of life is such a it's so close to my heart because um in our early years of marriage my husband and i lost three babies to miscarriage and mm. um that verse that you just said is is so um i mean it's like my heart's cry because to understand that that children are such a blessing from the Lord is, I mean, it's just, it's foundational to who we are. And um, to for people to not recognize that and, and not honor that scripture verse is, it, it just, it just tears me apart, you know? So I, it, the whole concept of the sanctity of life is so, um, so important to me that I wanted to write a story that highlighted the fact that think good things can come from bad situations if mm-hmm. we just let God take the lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And um, oh man, where was I going to go with this? Um, oh yeah. So you know, it it says there was a reason that children are mentioned throughout the Bible. There's a lot of emphasis put on there. So obviously they're important, which, which we know that, you know what I mean? We know that children are, but even, even us as believers are children of God. So, I mean, 
in that context, we, it, there is something, there is something so special about a child, you know, and it's, it's also says that there are, you know, children have, um, correct me if I'm wrong, guardian angels, you know, so to speak that cause, because they are, spe- they are that special to, to God. Right. right. And I mean, you look when, when Jesus walked this earth, he, he made a point of, of saying, you have to be like a child, bring them to me. I, I love the children. So, and I mean, God chose to send his son to this earth as what? A baby. A baby. It was an unplanned pregnancy. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he makes it so clear throughout, throughout everything that, um, you know, yeah, children are a gift from him. And then there's some people that'll argue that, well, oh, you know, abortion is not in the Bible. There's nothing saying for or against it. Well, yeah, that, you know why? You know, that's because it wasn't a thought. Pregnancy or getting pregnant um, and having a baby was was so um, important to to those people, to, to that time that they would consider themselves as good as dead if they couldn't get pregnant. That's how important this was. I mean, you, you see so many Sarah and, um, uh, Samuel's mother and, um, then Elizabeth, Mary's cousin. I mean, look at all of them. They were, they were downcast and, and distraught over their childlessness. And then, late in life, God gifted them with their, with their children. And, you know, I mean, what a, what a blessing, what a, what a history changing blessing all of those children were. Exactly. Exactly. You know, there was this, uh, I was prior to coming out to Idaho here, I was a firefighter paramedic. Well, as I was going through paramedic school, we had this section during, um, talking about OB and, um, and all that. And we got into, uh, we had covered when the heartbeat starts. And of course, as a paramedic, you know, you were going to get into the, as a paramedic, we determine death by uh, a flat line on an EKG. And that's the cessation of, of a heartbeat. So why wouldn't we, you know, it, it just, it baffles me this day and age, why why we are even having this discussion because we determine death by the loss of a heartbeat. Why wouldn't we determine life by the uh, presence, of presence of a heartbeat? Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. And I mean, I, I have having suffered several miscarriages. I have, I have been in an ultrasound where they look for that heartbeat and there is none. And that's when they, they tell you this, you know, this is not a viable pregnancy. You're, you're no longer pregnant and you're, you're not going to have a, a child. And, you know, that just to know that that is the, that's the determination for not, you know, welcoming a child into your, into your life. And then seeing that heartbeat, you know, it's, it's just mm-hmm. glorious. And, you know, yeah, there is a life there it's there. Exactly. I have some stats that I pulled up. Uh, real quick, I mean, any of you guys listening can look this up. It, it's a quick Google search, but you know, it says, okay, a baby's heart begins to beat on day 21 after conception. Baby's lungs are formed on day 26 through 27 after conception on day 30. And we're, we're talking about days. This is not weeks. And this is from the point of conception. 
you know, day 36, baby's eyes develop for their first color in the retina. Day 40, the baby makes uh, their first reflex movement. So, and, and it goes on. Uh, oh, here we go. Day 44, electrical activity is detectable in the brain. And when are they? Uh, of course, you can see that I'm, you know, I've got five kids myself. I, of course, I'm, I'm very passionate about uh, no matter what the situation is, uh, pro-life, you know, I, mm-hmm. and so um, it's, and how, when are they, when are they doing abortions? I'm, I'm not real uh, learned, learned on uh, when they actually, because of course that's never crossed my mind ever. So, yeah. but I know they I can think, do them. Yeah. And I, I think there are some that are even, that are performed. I, I, I can't even, I can't even fathom this, but even after, after birth and mm-hmm. I, it just, I mean, it just defies logic to think that that could be an okay thing in in anybody's brain at all. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, um, I mean, if you killed somebody and you you would get in trouble, uh, you would get sent to jail. You know why is this? Why is why, it just it? Like I said, it baffles me. But I, I um, what I want to get to over. The point I want to drive home for our listeners is that despite the situation, of course, you hear people talk all the time about, well, what if she was raped? And it's like, well, you know, God has a plan. You know, Mm -hmm. if you can't take on there, there are ways to allow the baby to live and still and and have a good home, despite whether or not you can take care of them. I mean, there's uh, if I had the opportunity to. And I'm sure my wife would be on board with it too. We adoption is always an option, you know. Yes, yes, and there are, there are thousands of couples out there just just dying to have a child because they're unable to themselves. And yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah, that it's and sometimes making that decision to to give your child to another couple who can provide a, a stable environment is that's that's the most loving thing that can be done and it i can't e- i can't even imagine how hard it must be but what an act of love it must be as well mm-hmm. yeah you know and you i know, think that i think that go ahead marshall oh no you're good i, I was gonna say a, a a verse that came to mind you know, talking about mm-hmm. all this and i wrote this down last time but jeremiah 1 5 uh says i knew you before i formed you in your mother's womb uh, before you were born, I set mm-hmm. you apart and appointed you as my prophet. Now, this is talking about Jeremiah's call and first visions, but still, that right there clearly states that God, I mean, he's got your whole life planned out before you were even put together in your mother's room. I mean, he's got this huge plan. So, I mean, that's like y'all been saying. The, the, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have children, but I, you don't have to have kids to 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 love children, to love people. You know, and and that that verse clearly yeah. shows that you know God has a plan for everybody's life from from beginning to end. And so to sit there and for people to right. yeah want to take away a life, it just I don't know it's it's mind blowing to me. Yeah. yeah, me too. And and I think I mentioned this last time too. One of the one of the translations says, um, "I knew you before I." I knit you to knit you together and, you know, being a, a crafter and I don't do a whole lot of needle crafts, but my, my daughter does. And that whole process of knitting 
it's mm -hmm. a it's a one-on-one -on -one thing god and and that that child you know the knitter has the 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 yarn and the needles and it's just them it's not a mass production kind of thing it's a very um intimate and individualized kind of kind of process and that's exactly what god's creation of us is extremely individualized i mean we're we're all different and we're all yeah. made just like he wants us to be so yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just like any it's just like any craft of any sort, woodworking, metalworking, knitting, uh, sewing, every stitch, every board, every piece of furniture you make, every, um, you know, I'm, I'm a blacksmith. So every piece of metal, every knife that I make uh, is going to be just a little different by the whoever's creating it, of course, you mm -hmm. know, you, so that, you know, that kind of goes to show you know, God is creating of a creating us all individually, and and you know, pottery. Of course, there's no right. pottery that is is made exactly the same. You know, mm -hmm. if if it's worked, you know, we're made by God's hands. If it's worked by hands, then yeah, you know, you're right, Leanne. It is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's a perfect analogy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful way to to try to remember it. Is that, yeah, it's his hands that that have made all of us. Right. Well, so without uh, making it too late for everybody here, um, I would just I, I want to thank the Lord for people like you, Leanne, for uh, using your ministry to uh, discuss and put things out there, discussing issues such as what we've talked about tonight. And uh, and thank you for having me and letting me letting me talk about something that is so close to my heart. You're welcome on here anytime, and I want to make sure that you're on here when you finally get that next installment. Um, okay. Of books done, hey, you know, because of course I've enjoyed what I've read so far, and I'm excited to see what you can come out with next. Where can where can everybody find your books and and follow you at yeah so um so my books are on amazon um again my name is leanne clifton my parents spelled my name the longest you can spell it <laughs> so um so i guess you'll you'll be showing what the how to spell my name but if you look all it those up links on amazon, will be in the description yes okay great <laughs> and um and i do have a blog i have um i do a christian living blog and so that's at a livelyjourney.com and i think you have that link as well and on on my um website there's also a book news um tab and so uh, that's where i put you know like my release dates and um my trailers and and you know how you can get a bookmark or um get a signing or whatever you know that's that's where all of that information will be so i'd love for people to come and visit my website and sign up for my newsletter and, um, you know, it, it's just a once a month newsletter. And I, you know, just tell you what the latest um, blog series is about. Like right now I'm talking about um, handling the tough stuff. So um, mm -hmm. we've talked about peace in the chaos and, um, you know, other other tough topics that Christians have to face. So um, sometimes I have guest bloggers on. But, yeah, if, if people want to just come over to alivelyjourney.com and, and just check it out, I'd love it. I have no doubt. You have plenty of pens, right, Leanne? 
I do. Okay, good. Because <laughs> after this airs, you know, <laughs> those the people are going to be flooding. And you're going to be booked for signings, you know, because I have no doubt that God's going to take this wherever. Okay. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. That's a, that's a problem. It's like, you know, when you're, when your nursery rolls are overfilling at church, that's a problem you really want to have, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you, Leanne, for being on here and for doing this again. Yeah. And thank this you is- guys for, for having me and for, for sticking with me, even through the dress rehearsal. <laughs> Marshall, why don't you? Oh, yeah, that's perfect. It was it was good. It was good both times. I'm gonna tell you guys, you guys are missing out. But it was it was good both times, and uh, I think we covered everything we wanted to say here. But uh, Marshall, why don't you uh, why don't you tell people where they can find us and uh, where they can where we're gonna post her links and everything too? Yeah, definitely. So of course, you guys can follow us on our Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter. Uh, YouTube does not have any videos up. It is just uh, Aaron and I's beautiful voices that you get to listen to as usual. Uh, but, uh, so make sure you go onto all those social media platforms and like us, follow us, share us. Um, and our website of course is undauntedpursuit.podbean.com. That's undauntedpursuit.podbean.com. And if anybody ever has any questions, you can always reach us at undauntedpursuit at gmail.com. So, and of course, when you go to our social media pages, especially this, this upcoming week, be looking for this for this podcast here while we're talking with Leanne and uh, go to her social media pages, go to her website, go look at her books, go check them out, go buy a couple of them, go buy all of them, buy every single one of them and then make sure she yeah, signs buy them for your too. mom, buy them from your husband, yeah. everything. Yeah. Buy them for everybody, you know? <laughs> yeah. They make great gifts. <laughs> exactly. So, so go check her out, guys. She's an amazing lady. Uh, we, we, Aaron and I can definitely vouch for that. She's got uh, amazing books like we've been talking about during this whole podcast. Uh, she, she's very talented. There's no doubt about it. So, uh, so go and check her out. Go check out our Facebook pages. Go listen to us on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, go give us a like and a share and uh, some positive vibes there on the uh, on on itunes it helps get the word out which we are greatly appreciative for awesome well that about does it again thank you thank you thank you leanne and thank y'all yes all right thanks guys for listening we'll see you next time bye see you as i sit here today i'm feeling like i might have lost my way I only wanna bring you glory Tell about your story Why do I feel so ashamed? I can see what I need There's more of you and less of me My focus seems it shifted Selfish reasons I'm starting to miss the man I used to